Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. All right, we are officially live and full disclosure, I totally botched this a long time ago, Danelle, and you got to make sure after you take a photo, you send it to me because this legend, like I'd known of her, I'd followed her, like loved a lot of her content, but for some reason, it took me a while. It takes me a while sometimes. I'm not always the smartest human being to realize that her name was Danelle, not Danielle. I'm like, what a book? How embarrassing is that? That's okay. We fixed it over a year ago. So now we're good. But full disclosure, it did take me three times to get my wife's name, Janaea, right? <laughs> So it, it, right, it's the normal thing. Most people get it wrong and you get to a point where you're like, well, do I correct it or not? You know, whatever. I'll answer okay. to whatever. You uh, need. Thanks. You, you love me so much. You don't even know my name. I appreciate that. Well, it's funny. You know, most people like hop on online and they're like, hi, I'm whatever. I never do that because I'm like, my name's right there. And I know they teach to do that. But then you have the name thing. So I'm like, well, maybe I should have listened. <laughs> well, I do go back now to many people's lives. And because they have different, you know, ways they pronounce pronounce their names. And I go back and I look at it. And I, I try to watch some lives where someone else mentions their name just so I can catch it. You know, that's brilliant in the podcasting world. I started, if something, if in doubt, I ask. So I'll be like, okay, your name's different. Am I pronouncing it correctly by this? And they're like, oh, thanks for asking. Because I always, I always only call, I call attention to it because I've lived with it for all the years of my life. <laughs> every class, every, every group I enter, nobody knows what it is. <laughs> well, this interview has been a long time coming because we've spoken for years just via Facebook Messenger. I remember times when I was out of the country, I was in Australia, then you're in Australia, then I'm in Europe, and then you're just yes. everywhere in the world. You're hanging out with Sir Richard Branson, and oh yeah, I just got back and having some fun. And so uh, we finally got to meet in person about this time last year, and we've talked about doing something like this. So just so you all know, I wish you could have watched our, our pre-training for the training preparation. Danelle's like, so what, what are we going to talk about? What do you think your audience needs? I'm like, I don't really know what we're going to talk about. I'm just going to ask you questions that come to my mind as we go. Are you good with that? She's like, uh-huh, let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> right? Sometimes that's easier and it leads to the best conversations, but we're just, it's just like we're catching up. So let's do it and make a difference, right? We're just hanging out. So you always talk a ton about millionaire mindset. I actually have a ton of personal friends that are extremely successful that have gotten coaching with you. I have you know several other friends that are, I'll call them emerging leaders because I know they're going to become that, that haven't yet had that success that they want so badly that have gone either to your house or on different retreats or heard you speak or online. And I know we have a ton of mutual connections and I always love it when I get a speaker where they connect with me and connect with that person. It's just easier to have that type of conversation. But 
Tell me a little bit when we talk about millionaire mindset, I think some people misinterpret and because they have the limiting beliefs and posture syndrome, right? They have their little identity theft going on because they're shapeshifters becoming whatever it is everyone else wants them to become. So how would the millionaire mindset relate to even the person that's saying, oh, Danielle, I, I, I just, you know, I'm not even thinking that big. I just want to make, and I, I say just, okay, there is no just, whatever right. your goal is, your goal, but I want to make X amount. And let's just assume it's a really small amount. What would yeah. you say to them? Yeah. Well, here's, we all started out with only as big as our mind could think, right? It's like you can only eat as much food is on your the size of your plate, right? So if they feed you a little bit, you'll eat a little bit. But if they feed you a lot, right? So you can only like stretch your mind that far, but you have to teach it the rhythm to win. And the rhythm to win is to learn. And every time you stretch just beyond what you were thinking, you can stretch to that far winning. And then you're gonna feed it a little bit more because you get a re good result. And then you'll wanna do it more. I always tell people, to stay away from the thought that it's just called mindset. I always tell people, I actually, um, and the thing I just released, which we'll talk about later, I literally, episode two is completely about this. And when people talk about just training mindset, no matter where they are, I tell them it's not just mindset. It's not just the learning. I actually teach something called building mental armor. And it's about, you know, it's one thing to think great, but if your environment's still the same as it was when you start, when you were thinking poorly, well, your new mindset can't stretch. And so what you have to do is while you're training your mindset to grow, you also have to build an environment for that those new thoughts to be protected. And that's how you take mindset and it becomes self-belief. That's how you take mindset and it becomes more income. If you're not building safer environment where you start saying, hey, there's no negative self-talk allowed in my world. So even if other people talk horribly to me, I'm going to talk great to myself. And sticky notes go up all over your wallet. It's the implementation of the mindset and the changing of behaviors, like taking the things that kill your mind the most, whether you're thinking smaller or thinking a little bit bigger or a little bit bigger. All of us face it. Because you might face imposter syndrome thinking, I want $2,000 a month. I might think imposter syndrome at a million a month. But, right, we all have our own imposters at whatever level that we are. And how people need to think is they have to start controlling the environment that their brain operates in. You got to cut out what can be in it. You got to cut out what can be out of it. And if there's, you know, people are always like, so-and-so is talking so horribly to me or my spouse talks down to me or doesn't believe because I haven't done it yet. And I was like, well, you know, you allow that. Have you tried talking really kindly to them and going, you know what I'd wish you say instead? Or, hey, these are my boundaries. I love you so much. But if you say that again, I'm going to poison your coffee. Just kidding, maybe. Right? Like, make it fun and teach people how to help you grow an incredible armor around that one thing that makes people win. There's no way you can grow without it. Oh, I have so many different directions I want to go. So sometimes I do what's called repurposed content where I create content and it's in many different places. Sometimes I do it just specific to 
one place. If you're watching this, whether it's a live or YouTube, make sure you comment below, uh, share it. And those of you that are listening to the podcast or whether it's a live or not, I would screenshot and then tag us on Instagram in your story. So I'm at the game of networking. Danelle, what's your handle? Danelle Delgado. Pretty easy as we go. So I have so many different thoughts with what you just said right there. The first thing is when you talk about environment, I mean, can you imagine, let's, let's give an example. Can you imagine being the alcoholic that says, I'm not going to drink again and I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. And then all of a sudden you've got alcohol in your pantry and you got alcohol right next to your bed and it's in the refrigerator. But how is it even possible to become what you want to become no matter how strong you think your mindset is if the environment's like that? I'm thinking of, so I do many different types of masterminds. So I have masterminds that I meet with very successful individuals from all different professions. And I do that at least once a month with one group. And then I have my own personal masterminds that I run for either top earners or those that are looking to become top earners. So most of the time when I tell people that I do five masterminds, leaders are like, wow, like how do you do that? That's insane. That's incredible. So I'm at this mastermind about two weeks ago with an individual who does something similar to what I do, but in a completely different profession. And I tell him I do five masterminds a year. And he looks at me and his first question, this goes exactly with what you're teaching with environment. He says, why aren't you doing one every single month? Hmm. I've been every single time been told how five is so good and so amazing. And this guy calls me out and he says, why aren't you doing one every single month? So my mind started thinking, okay, well, what, how do I scale? How do I do that? Like that's scary. I'm like, but a scary goal, that's a good goal. I need to be scared. I haven't been scared that much recently. And so just, I didn't even think of that until you said that, but right. it was something that really just stretched me. And it was because I was around the right people. The other people, great, but they're all telling me how incredible I am. What can you teach me? What can you teach me? And we're always taught, you don't yeah. have the person in the room, right? Right. You know, it's the craziest thing, though, like from the alcohol example that you gave to the stretching yourself of putting yourself in a room that changes your own environment. Like will is one thing. Will to get better. Will and want to and gusto is great, but it'll never beat environment. Right. Because I can want to all I want. But if I'm not in an environment that's feeding the good on it. I can't do it. There's 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 no boat that will go anywhere without wind. And so so you have to we're doing like all of these analogies. But but it was really interesting. We're sitting here at my house and my kids are learning about Clubhouse right around with me. Right. And and they're like, man, you killed it in one day, mom. How did that happen? And I go, well, here's what I did. And my my 14 year old daughter goes. Well, you know what you should do, mom? It sounds like, and she took one of the things that I do on a normal daily basis that that I've done for years that I built my entire career on. And she was like, well, why wouldn't you do that over there, mom? And I was like, oh my God, that's like a really good idea. And she goes, thanks, 10%. And I was like, oh. You better, right? But what most kids, like, because my kids are in this environment, of always hearing these conversations, their environment is stretched to a different mental armor than most kids and most adults. And so while my kids are out there getting 10% of a lot of different things, most people are just like, how do I make just a little bit more? So 
what I would challenge people to do is take a look at, right, who's in their circle, who's, who's um, feeding their wind in their sails, who's sucking it out. And you have to make mental cuts. You have to create that environment. But what most people fail to, to realize is that the entire mental armor begins with themselves. And that's where most people don't want to look the most right? We teach people how to treat us. So if you're talking poorly, poorly to yourself, why would your kids love you? You know, if you're talking poorly to yourself, why would your spouse honor you? And people don't realize that everything that happens to us is a result of the environment inside our, inside our own head and heart that really changes our environment on the outside. Because as I started doing little steps and little reading and I started believing and I started just feeding, 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 it was like a constant IV drip of new books in my head, right? Um, it was like constant vitamins into my head. It started replacing all of those old things. And then I would have something to say in rooms that would open up a new environment. And then the next environment, then I was like, man, the faster I could get great people in my environment, maybe we could change this whole deal, right? But it started with me going, well, I don't know if I'm enough to become a millionaire, but I'm enough to become a thousandaire, and I'm going to start right there. And as I did that, and I helped somebody else do it, it moved me up a rank, right? And then I did it, and then I helped someone else. And you have to find a way to protect everything that goes in, and if people have a hard time protecting what goes in, here's what I tell them. Spend all your time focusing what is going out, your output. Mm -hmm. Go do a whole lot of good. And the good that will come back and become your new inputs will change your life. That was it. I had so much terrible input from family life, from divorce, from um, leaving a church, from divorce, from all these things of all these people I loved and had this special place in my heart and brain were hurting me. They didn't mean to. It was just the circumstance. And I was hurting myself in the situation when I got divorced. And what I did is I was like, you know what? I can't help. I can't help what people think about me. I can't help about what I know. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go do as much good as I can and try and reset my life. And what happened was is all of that output came back as the most positive input in the world. People I didn't even know were like, you're changing my life. You're doing this. And their voices became louder than the people who knew me and weren't expanding their minds. So if you focus on the good you can do, you'll start gaining the good inputs that you need to protect your territory. You know, amazing. You start being surrounded by those types of people that are going to bring you up rather than tear you down. And I think going along with that, where people sometimes stop and they don't understand when Danelle says everything, she means everything. So social media, if someone's bothering you, okay, fine. Shame on them the first time. Every other time after that, shame on you. Block, unfriend. Maybe you can't unfriend because it's that family member that you're going to see at that, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. And so you've got to just click on the unfollow so they don't know you've unfriended them. you got to unfriend them. Rob's nicer than I am. You have to unfriend them, right? I just don't see their content anymore, but most right. is block or unfriend. There's some family members that I see all the time, like, you know, yeah. I'm just going to unfollow. But the main thing right. is just don't see their content, right? Don't Don't be consumed and be bothered on a daily basis. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter what you're following. If you're getting bothered by politics on a consistent basis, great. 
what, what are you going to do about it? Is it something you're just going to be bothered and think about, or is it something you're going to be proactive? If you're going to something where you've got to figure out who to follow and who not to follow, yeah. right? It's on social media. So it, it's yeah. also online, not just offline. I had to read a hundred read slash listen to a hundred books. My first 18 months when I shifted to network marketing because I cared way too much what people thought. I'm a recovering people pleaser. I uh, had to I had to really feed my brain. And that goes along with the next question I was thinking about as you were talking there is, and this, this pertains to men as well, because we know that the vast majority of even you men have women in your organization. So this is an insight. And I want to ask Danelle this, why are, and this is generalizing, why are, so many women scared to step out and be bold because what I like about your style is it doesn't feel like you're trying to be overly bold on purpose just to be bold or people like she's trying to. Yeah. But you are extremely bold, but you also come off as very likable and humble. And most people either on one extreme or they're bold and they're just pompous and arrogant and annoying is, is how it feels, which whatever, if that's their style, who cares? Be you fine, whatever. Or they're the opposite, right? Where it's not yeah. bold enough and they don't step into their greatness. And so, you know, I would love to hear your thoughts on maybe why, but also some solutions. Yeah. And I know it applies to men as well, but specific to women. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I think the only, the only answer to that, like most most women are afraid to step out because if they go extremely bold, they get called the B word, right? But I, uh, you know, like if you come off too bold or brash or hardcore, like that's the result we get. Like, oh, she's a, right? Or if, if we, you know, if not, you put yourself in this place where we're to submit and serve and do those kinds of things and you feel kind of weak, right? So there's, there's all these there's all these preconceived notions, right? It's the same way as men. Most men feel like they have to provide. And if they don't, it hurts their self-esteem. What I learned is we're adults and no one really writes the rules except for the things that we believe in. My faith leads me. And so I have guidelines that I follow so I can live my best life. But the root of everything, my boldness came by true intention because the truth is I would come out I was like hey the goal is to get attention but some women will have to use their body some women will use their wit some women will use all different kinds of things and for me um I had to hit a level playing field where I was 100% congruent with who I am what I stand for and if I wasn't telling my truth I actually hurt people and I was like, man, being too sad, be, being anything other than me, I'm hurting people. I'm teaching them the wrong way. I'm, I'm not telling them really how I did it if I'm not direct. And I'm also not telling them the truth if I don't say how hard it really is. And all of these things, right? I was always taught to perform and be appropriate. And all of these things for my family were very prim and proper. And for me, it was intention. As long as my intention was to leave people better than I found them, make a difference, matter in this world, that if I open my mouth, it's because I had learned a lesson that I had to share. 
you know, God would always take that to fruition for me. But it's like, I, I just like be anything but quiet. If you can help people, how dare you be quiet? Right. And if you have an opinion from experience, someone was praying for the miracle answer, you know, and and I think people are so afraid of what others think they fail to live what God intended for them. And he can't give you the miracle if you're watering down his message inside you. So I don't want to be super faithy, but I am a woman of faith. And I'll go listen when I watered down my truth. I didn't make a difference. But when I was like, all right, all that I am, um, the opinion still came at me, but they had no weight bearing because I was just telling the truth, right? And I'll tell you, I've had circumstances in my life being a public figure now where I've tried to be respectful of everyone involved of certain personal situations and even trying to protect people who may have done wrong to me. It ended up hurting me and weakened me because I couldn't tell the full truth, you know? And I thought that that was the right thing to do to just, to know your brand is to protect people and to serve them and great, take the brunt of the hit. But by me not being fully honest and bold and forward with the actual thing, I hurt people. I hurt lots of people. It made people doubt me because they're like, well, you could tell she's not being totally honest with that. So it was probably her. And I was like, dang it. No, I was trying to protect a jerk. What am I doing? And so all you can do is is understand people don't really think about you as much as you think they are. Really, the only battle you feel, if you feel hurt feelings about someone or judgment towards someone or any of those things, those are warning signs that your mental armor is cracked. Those are warning signs that you have a weakness in there that you need to work out. And it gets to this point where you're like, listen, there's going to be bad that comes at you. And that will be your feedback that progresses you. There will be good that comes to you that you don't feel you deserve. But let God bless you. Let people bless you if you've done good for them. The only thing I can live by is, hey, my kids are watching. Be as good as you can, as often as you can, and the wind takes the rest. You know? it's I just can't know how to help people and be quiet. That that was it. How, how, why are we trying to please everyone when we don't even like everyone? Why are we right. trying to get everyone to like us when we don't even like everyone? I mean, it just doesn't even logically make sense, right? But I know yeah. that we do. And we do have our different fears of, of judgment right. that come to fruition. But I agree with you. I mean, God didn't send us to this earth to be average. Oh, I'm going to send Danelle down and Rob. And you know what? Let's just make sure they're below average. I mean, it seems laughable, but right. that's the kind of negative self-talk we have, right? Right. And I think really all it is is people can't stand their own underperformance, right? They don't like themselves when they underperform and they don't do with what they've been given. And so we beat ourselves up and it starts with us and we feel like everybody must see that. They must see that I'm not all that I've cracked up to be and we're afraid of like breaking open. Well, for me, it was like, well, all my weaknesses became total public knowledge. And it was like, might as well just roll with it, right? And so it was the greatest gift in the world. What most people dread, like imagine, imagine the worst thing that could happen is you could be yourself and some people won't like you and some will. Okay. Like that's literally the worst that could happen. Oh my gosh, you might have a hater online. Oh, how could we make it through? 
We made it through Johnny the Jerk in elementary school, pretty sure we can do it online. And the truth is, I have so much hate that has brought incredible business to my life. I welcome it with open arms, I hug it and release it. And if it's true, it helps grow me. And if it's false, I learn how to love myself more that it's not the truth. And it's this journey that we have to be really I guess that every day we work on, we become the more brave version of ourself that wants to look ourselves in the mirror and go, hey, Danelle, you need to work on your health, right? You know, that's what I did this last year as I saw stress kind of starting to grow in my cheeks and my chin and my butt and going, look yourself in the mirror, Danelle, what are you disappointed in? Great, let's fix it. So I hired a personal chef who is also a nutrition and exercise science major who's like just this genius who is now like my military worker getting my health and my habits in order because I needed a mentor on that part. For some reason, I could change the world and all their financials, but I couldn't do that too. So I just hired someone and I had to look myself in the face and go, what's a little embarrassing when you're in pictures and you don't love what you look like, but you have to teach the world how to love themselves. So I fixed it. So I just share it and people are like, wow, you're really honest. And, you know, and I was like, well, would you rather, like everybody already knows. So why would I be afraid of just sharing my heart with people so that other people could like join me on that wagon of getting healthy while we become business owners? It's, it's freedom when you learn to love yourself and where you need to grow. Nobody, like I'm, I'm a human, right? So when people say things or do things, it hurts my feelings, right? Um, I had this dude post me with like pizza and ice cream and all this stuff over my face online and people sent it to me and was like, uh oh, looks like she's not that successful. And um, I got it. I maybe shed a tear for a hot second and then I giggled. I was like, he's right. I appreciate it. You know, and people will always jump in and be like, oh, you're beautiful. You did, 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 did. And I was like, no, I don't have a problem with that. I know I'm hot. But let me just tell you, I'm not performing as the highest performance artist that I can if my health's not in order. And I want to teach people all the things. So maybe if they can come in the battle with me and they can see how, like, I'm, I'm filming it all. All of it, like how I almost threw up on the treadmill yesterday morning in front of my dear friend who's here and I was super embarrassed, right? Like I'm filming it all and I'm like, if they could see, like this is the greatest gift to me in the world that this happened because if they could see me struggle with something and fight for it and watch me in the battleground, well, I'm gonna teach them how to win a war no matter what it is they're fighting. So the weaknesses that we tend to avoid because we're human are the weaknesses that are probably going to change people's lives if you just face them and share your journey. It's one of those things where it's such a tough balance that I love how you conveyed it because I always say guilt, it can be a great thing and also a bad thing. And there's this big thing now that guilt's so bad, never feel guilty. Well, without a little bit of guilt, how do you know the difference between right and wrong? How do you know when you're underperforming? So a right. little bit of it is absolutely great. But the problem is, is we start shaming ourselves to the point of I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I'm awful. And it affects our self-esteem. And so it's, it's owning who you are. It's saying, okay, no, I'm a, I'm a great human being, but I have things I need to work on. And it's really focusing on that whole progress over perfection. So I had another friend, just very, very successful friend. And we were talking about New Year's resolutions and different things. And he said, yeah, I, I went on a trip. 
He went to Mexico and he said, I, I spent several days and I mapped out everything and I mapped out, you know, all of next year and this is what I'm going to do. And he said a week into it, I had already messed up on something. And he said in the past, I would have beat myself up. I would have been so mad. I would have been so down. And that would have been that. But he said, instead, I sat back and I said, okay, why did I not do that thing? What can I do better to be able to start again and keep that thing going so that I can progress? And Mm -hmm. as simple as that sounds, that's really what it is. You may be, let's say you're in the radio, right? I know most of the time we're listening to music via our phone, but you just turn the radio on because you're lazy and you're on 103.3 and it's pure static. You can't hear anything. Sometimes just that little fine tune. Now you're on 103.5 and now you're blasting music and you're loving it. And then sometimes it gets back to 103.7. You're like, got to dial it back to 103.5, right? So it's crystal clear. And that's what life is. It's, it's all about that. I worked out this last year, the hardest that I've worked out in probably 15 years. So that's the good side. And I yeah. ate the worst that I've eaten in 15 years. So I guess I was trying to do the whole, the balance deal. And so this year I'm like, okay, so I'm on a streak now of, I think it's 13 days without zero um, candy or desserts or anything like that. We'll see how long it goes. You, you, you can keep me accountable and ask me. But before I forget a couple of things, I mean, one, I know you recently started a podcast. So I'd love for you to talk about that. And then in the comments, what I'm going to put is, is I, I know you have an incredible program and I, I got the website. I've got it all. I've got it all there. I'm going to put it in the comments. Those of you that are watching the live and those of you that are listening to the podcast, I'll make sure I put it in the description for you as well. But I know so many people have gone through the journey with you. They've done different eight week sessions with you, uh, different trainings with you that they've just absolutely loved. And the ultimate compliment is many of them come back and I see them do it again with you, which is very rare. That means that there's insane amount of value. So I'd love for you to finish up talking a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, so my, my whole system and everything that I believe in, and I thank you for talking about this because this one is like, this was my passion project. This was none of my team, none of all of my superhumans in my world came up with this. This was me because I go, listen, there's an inside story that I don't think I told along the way. And it was all the things that, it's exactly what we're talking about, Rob. It's, it's the things that I was afraid to admit were hard for me. And so I take people through this journey of the making of a millionaire and what actually happened behind the scenes. I take them through how I started my business and scaled it and the beginning marketing things that I did that were horrendous. The how I took myself totally in debt to build myself up, you know, and and how I sacrificed everything to work with some of the biggest people in the world and where I took risks and where I wish I would have done it differently different, what things broke me down mentally. And so, yeah, it's, you, you've got the link right there. And well, I, I, I put the wrong, my, my good friend, Clyde. No, no, it's good. It's Was good. It? Okay. Yep. yep. So it's called the making of a millionaire. It's millionaire.danaldelgado.com. And it, it really are all those things that I wish I could have told myself back then. And so it's literally, you know, I literally took all of my production team and everybody and I was like, back up. 
This is me and my camera, and I'm just going to talk to it. It's very organized. I go through about 12 of the things that I wish I would know. So it launches an episode at a time at a week. So this is just season one is 12 episodes. One, two wow. is dropping this week that people can do on their own. And it makes them, it makes them go, okay, here's my story. Now you, right? Audit your own story. Audit your life. Do like do this because if I would have done that in the beginning, my footing would have been more solid, right? My friends would have been more in tune. And here's what's going to happen, right? Like imagine if you could just have all my insider secrets because I was journaling my whole journey and I never shared that part. And people were like, write a book, do this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to put it to video and it's going to be just me and my camera and outtakes and burps and mistakes. And, and I literally clip it together, telling my story, showing real images, real life behind the scenes footage, because I think a lot of times, obviously eyeballs on me, when you get to this level, you want to put yourself out as a professional. Well, I was the most unprofessional professional there ever was. And just because I didn't know how to make iMovie and they don't know that, right? In the beginning, people are like, I can't afford a website person. I can't, I'm like, I couldn't afford ramen noodles. So let me just tell you, I learned how to build websites. I edit my website even today when people are slow. I learned how to use iMovie. Nothing was handed to me. I didn't earn my way wealthy. Like I literally worked my way wealthy of spirit and soul and hard times. And the money came after that. And so it's all these secrets about mental armor, not mindset. And you know, although mindset's a massive part of it, right? It's how to like training people, how to listen to their instincts. People don't know when their instincts telling them correctly or when their doubts are speaking louder. And so I literally teach some of these things I wish I would have known as I was beginning. And I think that really out of the, you know, I mean, it's pretty expensive to work with me and this program is like nothing. People are watching it who have seen kind of the advanced version of it, not just episode one. And they're like, are you kidding me? Why are you selling it for this? I go, because I'm selling it to me 11 years ago when I was beginning mm -hmm. and I wish I would have known and I couldn't have afforded it, but I would have scraped up 97 bucks, right? <laughs> like I would have figured it out. So I'm like, this is like my 11 year give back of the untold story, the things I was too embarrassed to share. And I think that that is the secret to the entire series that is the moment I stopped being afraid of embarrassing myself in public was the day I actually started helping people and breaking free. It's so important that you explain that and also explain how you just took action because I think a lot of people think that you've got it all figured out before you go and all of the successful leaders just did it. So actually today I'm going to get my hair cut because I'm like, I got to get my hair cut. I'm doing an interview with Danelle. So I'm like, got to get the hair cut. So I go, and get my, <laughs> I go and get my hair cut. And as I get my hair cut, um, I was there 15 minutes early. So I'm obsessive with maximizing time. So what do I do? Pull out my phone. And I do a 15 minute podcast on my phone. And on my phone, I say, look, I am doing this from my phone in the car. And I'm letting you know that because this is actually how I started my podcast. Because it's important for people to understand that at the beginning, I purposely did that actually for my first 10 episodes because I wanted to show people that, look, just take action. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I just figured I'd figure it out as I win. I had no clue. And 
And that's the same thing you're talking about as you go. You just figure it out. And I love, I'm laughing. I was laughing inside when you said about when someone's slow on your website, you, you go and you just do it. I'm the same way. I've got all these different people on my team that have all these different things they do. And I've got some of them I understand better. Some of them I don't understand at all. And some of them I understand pretty well. Like anything I kind of understand, if they take a little bit of time, I'm like, okay, I got right. it. I'm doing okay. it. Right. What are you actually doing? Do we need to go through your time? Because I can show you how to fix that because I did it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take very long. Well, I appreciate you. And this has been a long time coming. And I know we'll do many, many more interviews together and be speaking yeah. on pages all over the world, preferably in fun, warm places. Because I know it's freezing where you're at now. It's freezing where I'm at right now. So I'm excited to, to do that and just want to tell everybody to make sure that you follow anything and everything that Danielle does. It's very rare that I promote someone so much, but it's because your content is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Well, the feeling is very mutual. I don't do these very much anymore at all, just because I am so conscious of my time and, and who I can help. But you are doing so much good in the world. Rob, any anytime you need me, I'm I'm there. I appreciate you. Well, we all appreciate you and thanks so much. Until the next time. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star raving review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.